Grab a Bible if you have it. Yes, we are in Colossians chapter 1. My guys have Bibles for you if you need a Bible. Um, but uh, certainly, we would want you to follow along. And, uh, you know, on your app, there's also, uh, if you've filled out the cross app on the app, you've got uh, the notes on there, fill in the blanks, so you can find that under the teaching section. And uh, make sure you follow along with us there as well. And there's a Bible on the Bible app, too, that you can follow along as well. Uh, Ryan asked a great question earlier. How many of you guys have, uh, not this stuff about the winter jackets, you know, please forgive him. I mean, seriously, he's, you know, now he's, him and I, uh, we, uh, we love to, we love, we love hanging out, playing golf together. And, and so uh, there's opportunities to do that. And, uh, you know, we set this goal. Oh, there's this thing we did, we were able to do yesterday. Uh, we were able to go to, um, the, the stadium at uh, Marlins Park and they had golf, they, you could hit golf balls from the, the levels, the different levels in the park. Yeah, so we were hitting golf balls to these little greens they made up down on the ground and uh, it was unbelievable that uh, we were able to do this, play like a round of golf, if you would, with little short clubs and uh, hit it down to the park and I know some of you are going, that doesn't sound like fun at all, but for us, it was a lot of fun and we, so we set a goal, we said, oh man, we're going to get these tickets, we'll do it and we did it a few months ago and, and it's the same Maybe some of you, you asked a good question. What were your resolutions for this year? What did you decide? Man, I want to do this. I'm going to set my mind to it. Uh, how many of you decided you were going to work out this year? And uh, maybe you started that. Uh, just be honest. Go ahead. Uh, okay, there's only, okay, we have no workout people here. That's awful. How many of you are already working out and you're like, dude, I'm already a stud. That's it. Okay, thank you. All the people that admitted they're studs. That's awesome. That's very good. So, uh, but we, we have this opportunity where we set these goals, we set these times, and we say, man, I, I want to work out, I want to do it, and uh, you know what, I, I was in the gym the other day, Gabby and I like to go to the gym together, because it really, I think there's something about having a partner that even going to the gym helps you, you ever notice that, just somebody to sort of coach you on, and be there, and say, hey man, we got to work out, and then when I was there, I noticed different trainers that would come in, and they'd be barking out their directions to their guy and and the guy when he was before the trainer got there he was on the bike just sort of da, 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 I'm working my quads you know I'm just kind of firing it up and doing nothing really but then when the trainer got there that guy was working hard it was like yeah I'm gonna get you into shape and I think there's something about that because I I you know I I brought we don't have a weight bench here but I brought I brought these these weighted sticks that they have. And so um, this one, man, I'd love to say this was 40 pounds, but it's not. It's 12. And so it's not that heavy. But, uh, but if I decided, oh, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little workout here. I'm just going to do a workout right now because that's part of my resolution. I'm working out. Well, that's kind of light. You know, so maybe if I put two together, uh, well, that's kind of dangerous. I know some of you were thinking that. Like, please don't do it, Greg. You might get hurt. So I'll ask up. I'll ask up what we call a spotter, a spotter in, in weightlifting, right? You guys heard of a spotter? That's somebody that's going to help you, that's going to spot you. And what better spotter, I thought, than the guy who's the coach of the national championship Barry University soccer men's team. So Steve, if you wouldn't mind coming on up here. I know, Steve's like, huh? How many, you, got, you should clap for him because he's used to it. Yeah, he's used to it. 
He's used to it now that, you know, he is the national champion winning coach. You feeling good? I'm feeling great. We're glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here, too. Yeah. Congratulations on the championship. So, right. Steve, yep. here's what I'm thinking. If I do this, and I, you know, what do you, how many do you think I should do? Zero. Come on. You Come should on. do zero. Come on. You're not being a good spotter. I want you to do 15. 15. Okay. All right, let's do it right. So let's go. So oh. that's zero. I want you to do zero because that is improper Oh wow. technique, see, see. which is going to hurt you in the oh. long run. Oh, see, that helps me. That's what I'm saying. So what do you want me to do then? I want to put it right in front of your forehead. Okay. There Ooh, you go. Don't watch. hit the table. Okay. That's part of the technique. Okay. All Thank right. You. So here okay. we go. All right. All right. Yeah. Straight up. Okay. That's it. All Keep right. your head looking up here. That's good. How many do we have to do? You're going to do 15. You only got 12 to go. Why did I do this illustration? Keep going. I'm trying to figure you it out. Got 10 to go. How many Keep is going. that? I think that's 20. Come on, count it out, everybody. Count it All out. All right. How many more? Keep going. Oh, man. This is Keep crazy. Going. Are you serious? Why did I do Keep this? Going. Keep going. This is so Keep hard. Your head focused. That's it. All right. One for good measure, like when you're growing older. Come on. One oh, for there, you go. there we go. All right. Steve. You are such a good spotter. Thank you. Fantastic form, son. <laughs> I love it. But one thing you notice about Steve is, you know, he, he's a coach. He does this with athletes all the time. So he's training them. Obviously, they're using heavier weights. And you get in a weight room. Somebody, if, if I was on a bench and it had, you know, a couple hundred pounds on it, well, then I'm asking, hey, can you help me? And one of the things you'll do is you'll actually help lift it. It's true. And, and just to, even like you did, you pushed it at the end, right? Because that is what it means to really kind of come alongside somebody and let me go ahead and spot you, right? Of course. And, and you pay attention. Fail. In fact, here's a slide. Here's what a good spotter, tell me if this is true. Here's a good spotter, right? This is what, this is what a good spotter would do, Steve. And you tell me if you can add anything or uh, you would agree with these things. So it's that first slide that we have a good spotter. There it is. Pays attention. That's what you did. He, did he do a good job of paying attention? Yeah. Encourages. He encouraged me. Did you see that? He helps you lift the weight. Now, he didn't have to do that because it wasn't a lot of weight. I'm You're not, strong like bull. Yeah, yeah. thank You're you strong very much. Like bull. Yes. Okay. But it gets you to the finish, which he did. He even made me do a little bit more. And then he helps you get stronger. He pushed me to that next limit, right? There's something there. Steve's a good spotter. Give it up for Steve. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Here, bro, I'll give these to you. Can you lift those? Okay. <laughs> so, but the reason I even give you that illustration is because you and I have the ultimate spotter in our life, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you, you, you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. The Bible says you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And here's the promise, that we have the Holy Spirit to come alongside of us and be our helper and I'm telling you, in the church today, I think even for some of you, it's foreign for me to, it can be foreign to hear, well, the Holy Spirit, wait, wait, how, how does that work? It sounds a little too spiritual or too out there. But no, you, you have to understand that we rely upon the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to empower us, to give us, uh, Lord, what, what gifts do you have? He's going to orchestrate gifts in our lives. And so, you know, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all one God, three persons, and one Godhead. And so what we do is we come into this place and we realize, wow, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, but I, Lord, I want to be, have everything that you would want in my life. And if you could come alongside me, especially in times that are tough, in difficulties, in temptations, I have a helper. That's what Jesus said. 
Jesus said in, in John chapter 14, check this out. Go in your Bibles. If you, don't, if you don't have it, you can check it out in John chapter 14 in your Bible. And, and here's what Jesus said. If in John chapter 14, we're going to look at just a couple of verses here. But you got to remember that Jesus was, uh, his friends, all of his buddies, the disciples, the ones he was leading, they were really freaked out. They were wondering, where is he going? What's he going to do? And we talked a little bit about that last week. But then Jesus says this, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Interesting word in the Greek, another. It's, it's not another, like a different one. It's allos. It's the same kind of helper. Don't you love that? So Jesus is saying, I'm going to pray the Father and he's going to give you a helper that's just like me. And that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Yeah, when you come to know Christ as your savior, when you put your faith in Jesus, when you believe he died on the cross for you and he rose again, guess what? The Holy Spirit comes inside of you. Yes, he comes in you. And you are now what the Bible says, sealed with the Holy Spirit. Okay, it's a promise. And I know this, this may, it's like, well, wait, wait, wait. So he's my, comes along, my helper. And that Greek word is parakletos. Some of you may have seen that, comes alongside. And here's what I believe that we're, where we mess up in the church is that we, we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to really be a part of our life. Like we, like, Lord, I want you to lead me and guide me today. I pray every week before I get up here and teach, Holy Spirit, please empower, help me to say the things you want me to say. Lead me and guide me. Help me to teach those things that would be the truth that would bring people to know Jesus or to know him better or to increase in the knowledge of him. Whatever it may be, if I'm going out outside of these walls, I'm praying for that too. That wherever I'm going, Lord, lead my day. Holy Spirit, what, who do you want me to meet today? What do you want me to, who do you want me to talk to? It's an opportunity for all of us to realize, wow, you know what? I've got the ultimate spotter because he's alongside. He wants to encourage you. He wants to help you. He wants to uh, lift you. And so that's what we titled today's message. He's the ultimate spotter. Yeah. The ultimate spotter because, listen, our, our witness and our life and the power of Jesus in us does not just reside in this house on a Sunday, but it resides in the temple, which you are, the temple of the Holy Spirit every day. And so every day we walk and we go, well, Lord, where do you want me to go today? Where, what do you want me to do? And, uh, and the Holy Spirit, this ultimate helper, this one who pays attention, this one who's gonna lead us and guide us, he will instruct us and guide us. In our church today, I believe in, in, the, in the world today, man, we need more of the Holy Spirit in our life to, to really guide us and direct us because, man, we live in a world that it's got a vacuum away from God. And so we need as much as we can of God to, to know that, man, Lord, you're, you're working with me and through me. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, you guys know this scripture. Jesus told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem. And then he said, hey, you're gonna receive power. And that dunamis power, that dynamite power, and the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And, and that Greek word is epi, and he comes upon, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, the end of the earth. So in other words, I, I want to be his witness, but Jesus says, hey, when you receive power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and, and 
these guys would, in Acts chapter 2, we would see crazy power. The Holy Spirit comes upon them and there would be works and miracles. And, and we have the opportunity to say, it's not just that witness. It can be the witness of just me saying no to temptation or me saying, man, I'm going to strive through this trial. I'm still going to trust Jesus no matter what. And I believe our church, we as our church, and I mean the church, I mean the church of Jesus Christ that's all over this world, that we need to start rising up and saying, Lord, I need all of your power in me. Holy Spirit, I need you to empower me and strengthen me every day. And I need you to help me to be your witness because, man, this world is a tough place to be a witness in, is it not? It's not easy because you got temptations, you got your phones, you got stuff on, you know, everything can pop up and things can draw you away. And, oh, here's this you could watch or this you could look at. And all of a sudden you could be going down the wrong path. And now, man, how did I get so far from where God wants me to be? Well, because it didn't start just a massive course, uh, off course, but man, it was like one degree at a time, right? And by the time I I got to my destination, now I'm way off course because maybe I just didn't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, don't go there. Don't go, don't do that. Or I didn't obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, Steve can be a great spotter. He can be a coach and he could tell me, just give me one more. I have the choice to say, no, I'm not going to give you one more. We have to get to the place where we say, God, I hear your voice telling me just to push it through that or to share that or to stay away from that. But we have to get to a place where we go, Lord, it's in your hands. And and Lord, I I need your help to be able to say no. So Lord, give me the strength to say no or give me the strength to go the other way. And Lord, clean my heart and change me. Do you understand? Do you guys follow me what I'm saying? The ultimate spotter. The Holy Spirit, he, he wants to come alongside of us. He wants to empower you. He wants to empower me. He wants us to be used by him. He wants to, to us to walk in whatever gifts that God has given us. But, but at the same time, he wants us to be strengthened. And that's what the Apostle Paul talks about in Colossians. Uh, what we've been going through, we've been breaking down this prayer in Colossians. And if you ever wanted to pray for somebody, this would be an awesome prayer to pray. Colossians 1, 9 through 14. It's Paul's prayer. It's Paul's prayer. It's our prayer. It's an opportunity for us to say, well, Lord, what, what could I, what, if you wanted to, if you ever asked me, well, what could I pray for you, Greg, for this would, this would be great. Pray for this for me, please. Pray that, that, you know, as Paul said, that I'd be filled with the knowledge of his will and wisdom and spiritual understanding. Yeah, I, I want that. That I would walk worthy of the Lord, that I'd fully please him, that I'd be fruitful in every good work, that I'd increase in the knowledge of God. We've been going over this for the last few weeks, right? Increasing in the knowledge of God, being fruitful in our good works, walking worthy of the Lord. And then he says, strengthen, check it out, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. So there's the word that we're going to focus on today, that we would be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Uh, And check it out, for all patience and long suffering with joy imagine that's what Paul says I want you to be empowered with the Holy Spirit not so you can go and prove to everybody that you've got gifts or you got this or whatever it may be but it'll give you patience and long suffering it's crazy right it's not about me it's about what God wants to do in and through me and he says giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life he's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us in the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins yeah it's that picture you guys of lord i i want you to work in my life 
I want, if you go back to the other verse in the beginning, it says, you be filled with the knowledge of his will, spiritual understanding, walk worthy of the Lord. It's all those things. And you go, well, how am I going to do that? And then Paul says, and then I'm going to pray that you be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. And so what we have to do as Christians is say, Lord, I want to wake up each day and say, Lord, I need you to strengthen me with your power. Holy Spirit, I I want to be empowered by you. I want to walk with you so that I could actually get through what I need to get through. And I would do what I need to do. And here's what I believe can happen in our lives. We kind of leave the Holy Spirit outside the training room and we just let him, oh no, I got Jesus or I got God the Father. But you know what? I'm not going to rely upon the Holy Spirit to do anything in my life. And we miss out, I believe, on the effervescence of what God wants wants to do in and through us because it's like, wow, Lord, you, you have something so much more for me today. I could, I could be led by your spirit to pray for this person or, or encourage somebody or just persevere through this trial or say no to temptation. I want to be your witness in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. I don't want to just let this be uh, my attitude or my way. I want it to be your way. And so here's a, here's a good illustration. I have two glasses of water, right? And so if we said, hey, you know what? Here's, a, here's one glass that we have. And this, this is uh, that picture. Obviously, the, the, the water is uh, filled up. And if I took an Alka-Seltzer, okay? If I took an Alka-Seltzer and I, and I decided, well, I'm going to open that up. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in there. Look out. Do you see the effervescence of that? Oh, isn't it awesome? I'm going to put another one in there because they, they don't seem to work that great. And so... Uh, there we go. It's perfect. There, it's, it's like sizzling and bubbling, right? That, that, that. Now, if I took this other Alka-Seltzer and I just put it in there like that, it doesn't, it's not doing anything. It's not the same. See, because, well, this one, if this represented the work of the Holy Spirit in my life, you see, he's, he's overflowing in me. He's bubbling up to help me. This one, I've contained him, and I said, I don't really need to worry about that because I'm going to do it in my own strength and my own power. Zachariah said, it's not by my own strength or my own might, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord, right? It's not by what we do, man, where it's, I got I to gotta trust my own ways or how much money I got in the bank or how much success I have or whatever, I believe that our lives will be more effervescent, if you would, if we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And I think your meetings, your connections, everything that happens in your life will be something that will, man, be spectacular. I really believe that. I think we miss out. I, honestly, I think we miss out. I really do. Does anybody have a stomach problem? I could give this to you right now. <laughs> I don't want to waste it, but you know, it's, uh, it's an opportunity. Here's the first thought for you and for me today. Let's embrace him and not neglect him. Let's embrace him and not neglect him. The first thought, let's embrace him and not neglect him. In other words, it's so, it, you see what Paul says, right? In Colossians, he, he says, 
hey, I, I, you know, he's listing all these incredible attributes. Hey, I want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So he's saying, hey, I want you to know God's will in your life. And I want, you know, let's pray for that. Who wants to know that? Like, we all want to know that. This should be our prayer for the year, right? Lord, fill me with your knowledge of your will. And then he says, hey, I, 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 not only that, but I want you to walk worthy of the Lord. I'm praying that you'll walk worthy. Do you understand? Here's a crazy thing. Let me give you a little backdrop. Paul actually never met this church. Like, it wasn't some people he hung out with and he talked with. And Paul is in prison in Rome writing this letter. So in the midst of all this, he's thinking about other people and he's writing them and he's saying, man, I think about you all the time. I may be about to face Nero's punishment. I may be about to go and, and find out, you know, if I'm going to actually live or die. But you know what? I'm going to think about you for a second. How in the world does this guy do that? I believe the answer is he's strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that lives in me, lives in you. It's like, man, I, I have that same power. And then he says, man, I, I'm praying that you'll walk worthy of the Lord. I'm praying that you'll fully please him. I'm praying that you'll increase in your knowledge of God. All of these things are so important. We've gone over the last few weeks. If you want to check it out online, you can. But then he says, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power for the patience, long-suffering, joy. So first and foremost, he is saying, man, you need to be strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You want to be strengthened with all might, strengthened with his, his spirit in your life. So that means that you and I need to embrace the Holy Spirit, not neglect him. And this would be neglecting him. This would be embracing him, right? And then there's this flow of, wow, the evervescence of what God wants to do in my life. So here's how practically it can work. You sit there and you go, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to do it? Well, I want to walk in your spirit today. Even if you just prayed one thing in the morning, Lord, empower me with your spirit. Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. Show me which way to go. Show me who to talk to. Show me how to be a better witness at my workplace. Show me how to even do do what you would do, Jesus, with the people around me. And then walk out your door and watch what God does. Because now we're saying, Lord, I, I am opening up the package and I want you to fill me. I want you to encourage, you know, be, be through in and through me. Ephesians chapter 5. You guys know this area of scripture, right? Ephesians chapter 5. And it's just to the left of where you're at right now in case you're in your Bibles. But Ephesians 5, it says this. And this is obviously, uh, and I'm going to start, I'll start in verse 17 And it says, therefore, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And he says this in 18. Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. So there's this, you need to be filled with the spirit. It's a constant like filling with the spirit. It's constantly walking in the spirit of God. Don't be be, be filled with the spirit. And And then he says in verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for uh all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's like there's going to be something happen when you're filled with the Spirit. You're going to end up speaking to one another in psalms and hymns. It's, it, you know, worship's going to come off your lips like, oh man, I want to, do you know this verse I, share, I, I heard today? I want to share it with you. I want to encourage you. And here's what God will do. I really believe this is how he'll make you into the effervescence. You'll pray. You'll lead. You'll read something in your word. You'll run into somebody during the day and they will need that exact word that God gave you in the morning. I almost can guarantee it if you allow God to work through your life. I really believe it. I just want him to speak. Do you believe that he's alive? Do you believe that he wants to empower you? Do you believe that he wants to use you in this world to be a witness for him? 
And you got to open up the package. You got to embrace the Holy Spirit. You got to say, Lord, help me to walk out my door today. Not as me, Greg, in the flesh, but me, Greg, walking in the Spirit in the power of Jesus who has conquered hell and death, who has given me the power of not only forgiveness, but of eternal life. Can we walk in that resurrection power each day? Yeah. We will champion a difference in this community if we do that. I guarantee it. We will care for people. We will love people. We will be a witness for Jesus if we walk out of here. If this never becomes, I pray it never becomes just your religious exercise, that we come to church, that worship is never of, wow, that Keith guy is really good, but it's like, wow, Lord, you are pointing me to Jesus, that this word will never be something that's just a religious moment, but it's something where we say, God, Use me and help me to know you better. And when I walk out of here, may the experience that I feel here, that I go through here, not just resonate here, but may it resonate in my life outside these walls. Amen? That's what we need, you guys. I need to live it outside of these walls. I can't just be cooped up and feel bad and be all bummed out in my house when I I have the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Do you understand? It's the resurrection power of Jesus that lives in you and me. It's like, wait a second. How in the world do I not just walk out of here every week going, who can I talk to? Who can I share with? Who can I care for? Lord, how can you help me to be more like you? Look, it's going back to Colossians. It says this. Okay, so he strengthens all might. Let him embrace him. We did that. And then the second thought would be this. His, his power helps us patiently endure our problems and people. Or problem people. <laughs> because look at, look at what he's... I, I wrote that on your... If you're in the, uh, the app, you, you saw that one. I gave you a little extra. But... Um, in Colossians chapter 1, so it says, Hey, strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. And that word patience, it doesn't mean I'm going to sit on the rocker and wait for God to work. Oh, Lord, help me. I need you to help. It's not that. It's impatience is endurance in action. If you want to write that down another slide we have patience is endurance in action and what God is helping you and I to do with the power of his spirit in our life is to actually endure endure through the things that are so tough in our life because all of us are going through trials you saw the prayer requests right do you understand that those prayer requests could be either man there could be some difficult times they're going to be tough trials they're going to be difficult But the question will be, will you and I actually say, well, Lord, I'm going to let your power of your spirit and help me to endure that I'm not going to be somebody that just gives up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not just going to say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on, keep on pressing on if you would, you know, it's like Charles Spurgeon. He he said this quote, by perseverance, the snail reached the ark, you know? Like, how hard would that have been? Like, okay, you guys are passing me too. Okay, wait for me. (laughs) But the idea is this. In your trials, in your difficulties, whatever it may be, and I know we all go through them, right? The question will be, am I going to be enduring in that? And the power of the Spirit gives us the help to endure in the midst of whatever we're going through. Do you understand? 
If we don't allow the spirit to be opened up, man, it's going to be much harder for us to endure. And I guarantee you, you'll want to quit. You'll think Christianity is a joke. You'll think uh, this just isn't working because you're not accessing the power of Jesus in your, in your life. And you're not saying, Lord, I need your help. I need, I need you to do whatever you're going to do. I want, you to, I want you to help me. I want you to guide me. You know, I know that you guys, I've told you about Gabby. She got hit on the head with this, um, uh, what do you call it, a cane, this metal cane, four-prong cane. It fell out of an airplane bin and, and, and in the middle, before the plane took off, hit her on the head, concussion. And she's had all sorts of uh, effects from this. She hears buzzing all the time in her head now. So she's constantly, this morning she woke up and she goes, man, it was so hard sleeping last night. I just heard it was buzzing. And it, it, you know, she puts ocean music on in order to sleep. And we've prayed over, we're believing God's going to do a miracle. But here's what I know that most of you don't know is that she's gone through any of that. Because I know the other week, unless you know her personally, you probably saw her and said, oh man, she's smiling. She's loving me. She's caring for me. Yeah, yeah, she's doing all that because she's enduring through it all. Just like a lot of you, you may be enduring through. Maybe some of you have cancer. Some of you had a knee problem or an ankle problem. You're in pain right now or you got healed. But you're, you're in that moment where you're like, man, I'm ready. How, what do I do? How do I get through this? Man, we pray, Holy Spirit, empower us that we could actually walk on this world and, and and be a witness for you and not give up because it's so easy to give up, is it not? And I believe the Lord wants us to not give up. I believe he wants us to keep persevering. That's why in Hebrews chapter 12, in verse one, you know, he talks about there's this great cloud of witnesses around us, right? And we're surrounded by it. Let us aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us and then looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It's like, man, I wanna, I wanna run with endurance. I wanna not quit. I wanna endure, right? And the question for you, for me, is am I enduring? Is it a patient? It's that, oh man, I'm taking action, endurance in action. I'm not quitting. I'm not just giving up. It's problems. It could be temptations, you know. It could be that your, your text box, your buddies are texting you at pornograph, pornography or, or pictures or whatever it may be. And the question would be at that moment in your time, what am I going to do? Is the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart and saying, don't do it, bro. Don't open it up. Don't look at it. Don't go down that rabbit trail because you're going to be regretting it in about a day. And you'll look back and go, man, why did I go there? And in the same way, it could be just some gossip. Somebody sends you gossip over the text and you decide, oh, what am I going to do with that? Are you going to kill it? Are you going to put out the fire? Are you going to keep on kind of letting me spark it up? And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to tell you what to do if you allow him out of the package and we embrace him. He's going to give you that right choice in that moment. He will speak to your heart saying, you probably shouldn't do that. You probably shouldn't watch that. You probably shouldn't go there. You know, whether it's with those problems in your life, the trials or the difficulties, or it's with people. It's with the problem people, right? How many of you have dealt with problem people? Yeah. And you need patience. Okay. How many of you would like patience, endurance with people in your life? Yes. There you go. Thank you. I'm so glad this is a transparent church. So... <laughs> We did a quick snapshot of that and we're going to send it to all your friends. Family. But the idea is this, I want to endure that. I want to endure, I don't want to quit. I don't want to give up. You know, I, 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 I know, and, and this goes for me too. I was, I was at an office depot the other day, week and, 
and there was some just incredible bad management going on, okay? Do you guys know what I'm talking about in uh, South Florida? And so, uh, and so, yes, we live here. And so there was this thing, and I look at things like, uh, how would I do this and, and what? But here's what it was like. How many of you saw that movie Zootopia with the sloth? You know the sloth part where it was like, oh, Yes, okay. So I asked for my stuff, so I saw them going, okay, I'll check it. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I see them looking through all the boxes, 10 minutes later, walking past me. (laughs) Not telling me, like, are my, are my things there? I was going nuts. I even texted Gabby, I'm about to lose it. I am about to lose it. And, and I said, I just need to smile. Hi. Yeah. But this was that moment where I said, Holy Spirit, help me not to blow it right now. Because I'll probably invite this person to church you know, and be like, hey, so the cards you're making, the brochures, yeah, that's, a, that's my church. Sorry I just yelled at you. And... <laughs> but I didn't. Praise God. My wife said, Hold on, don't give up. <laughs> so, it was good. so, but it was crazy. It took 20 minutes for them to come to me and say, hey, so we don't have those cards. <laughs> I'm like, thank you so much for letting me know. Would, you, would that be possible to get those? Pr-? No, we're out of that paper. <gasps> so this, I, I ordered them this morning at 7 p.m. Do you think maybe that would have been a good idea to call me? <laughs> I don't know. Would you have maybe done that? That would have been great. Um, so what about the other things? Oh, let me check. <laughs> Five minutes later, oh, we don't have those either, but I'll start printing those now. Okay. And I watch her and I texted Gabby. I said, I'm not leaving until I get it because if I leave, this place will close and they will forget about me. It's just the way it was. <laughs> the idea is in those moments... I need to still be who Jesus wants me to be. And I can't, honestly, I can't do it in my own power. I can't just, well, let me, let me go into a happy place right now. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. I hate you! No, I, you know, it just doesn't work. I need to pray. I need to say, Lord, I need your power. I need your spirit. I need you to empower me right now and help me because I believe that's what God wants us to do. I don't know if you guys heard about this 12-year-old who she started to run a 5K marathon or 5K and she was, so, she was so nervous about being late that she showed up and she got in the line and she t- started to run. And in the midst of the run, she's asking the people around her, um, how much long further is it? And how, you know, because it seems like I've already run my three point whatever miles, you know, this, however many it is. And, and they go, oh, we got ways to go. You know, it's, you know, this is a half marathon. <laughs> she ran a half marathon She'd only trained for a 5K. Her mom was freaking out, calling the police, everything. You know, she comes through the finish line. She goes, I just didn't want to quit. I didn't want to stop because I felt like I was with this crowd and I just didn't want to stop. Isn't that like an incredible word for us as Christians? Like you're in the midst of something, man, this did not go the way I thought. And you look and you go, you know what? Why, why, Why would I quit? Lord, I need your help. I need your power. Don't help me not to quit. And sometimes that's what we want to do. We just want to give up. But the Lord is saying, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. The last thought is this. Uh, joy and thanksgiving or thanks, thankfulness follows our connection. So it's that last, if you saw it with, with Paul, 
He said, hey, you're going to have all patience and long-suffering with joy, right? It's like James chapter 1, verse 2, right, where he says, hey, uh, count it all joy, my brother, when you fall into various trials, because that testing of your faith produces patience. You know that verse? Uh, It's James 1, 2, and that would be a good verse to even memorize. It's like, oh, man, how do I count it all joy? How do I make this all joy in my life? Well, it's when I realize that God is still sitting on the throne, even in the midst of whatever pain, whatever problems, whatever it may be, and, and I'm not considering it joy. Oh, I'm so happy my knee hurts or my eyes has a problem or my head's buzzing or I lost that job or oh man I'm so happy no 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 it's it's Lord you're still in control you still sit on the throne and you know what you're still in the power in my life and I can still get through this the joy of that is what we got to trust it's the Holy Spirit help me to get through this time help me to actually have joy and thankfulness and that I'll be that person you want me to be and I'll I'll do the things you want me to do and I will walk where you want me to walk and I, I when the when the bad things happen you guys we're bound to have bad Jesus said you're going to have tribulation in this world but be of good cheer I've overcome the world you're going to have problems we're all going to have problems it's going to be a difficult time right But joy and thankfulness should be a part of who we are. But the reason we don't have it, it's not based on our circumstances or based on, oh man, how happy, how much money I got in the bank. Our joy and happiness shouldn't be filtered through that. Our joy and happiness should be connected to the power of the Spirit in my life because even when I face that trial, what's going to happen is God's going to resonate this reminder in me that says, hey, you know what? I'm still with you. I still can help you. And we can still walk and watch what I can do in and through even this moment because that, pl- that painful time can be a platform for God to use you to share with others. And that's where it comes down to. That I want to be strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit. That I wouldn't give up. That I wouldn't just quit. That I would actually, you know, soar like an eagle, as it says in Isaiah. Isaiah, you guys know this verse. It's a powerful verse. Isaiah 40, 31, right? So check it out. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You wait on the Lord. It's expectant hope. Lord, I'm going to patiently endure He renews their strength. And what do they do? They mount up with wings like eagles. There's a guy who wrote a book about all the, you know, eagles and how it kind of similar with Christians because uh, what happens is that there's 33 verses in the Bible that talk about eagles. God loves eagles, right? And this is one of them. But eagles are interesting because what happens is when they're in the nest, they begin to kind of form their wings and their mom nudges them a bit and and then they start to get their wings spread out. And what they're doing is they're feeling these thermal columns. Because eagles actually, that, that's how they soar. There's these thermal columns in the air. They're heat columns. And that what they do is they catch those and they soar. They don't have to flap their wings that much. But in the beginning, they do. And so when the mom nudges them out of the nest, they flap their wings, flap their wings, flap their wings. And then they try to soar. They find that thermal column. They say, oh, there it is. And they begin to lift up and they begin to soar. It's interesting, right? Because you think about it. We as Christians, we come to know Christ and so many times we're trying to do everything on our own and we're like the flap and here we go, here we go, here we go. But once you allow the Holy Spirit to empower your life, you begin to soar. Because it's like the thermal column. Yeah, and it's interesting because obviously his 
The, the Holy Spirit in the Greek is pneuma, and that is breath, and it's the, wind, it's, the wind, it's the wind of God, if you would, and he breathes into us, and we soar upon him when we leave this place. It's like, Lord, help me to find the thermal columns, that I'm not trying to just make it happen on my own, but that I'm soaring with you, because that's when I become more effervescent in my life. That's when the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's when the fruit of the Spirit starts pouring out, but when I keep him contained or hidden or not embraced i'm missing out on what god wants to do in our life and we don't soar god wants you to soar but he wants you to trust him and that starts with you coming to know jesus christ as your savior if you're not a christian here today it becomes a part of you understanding that your sin separates you from a holy god that god loves you but that sin keeps you from him and when you how do you receive this holy spirit this how do, I, how do I even get that? Well, it's you accepting Jesus Christ as the one who paid the price for your sins, the one who died for you, the perfect lamb, the unspotted perfect lamb that comes to take away the sins of the world. And so you have the opportunity to kind of come to know him. And when you know him, you have the Holy Spirit and now you begin to walk in his power and his strength. That's it. I pray that the ultimate spotter, the Holy Spirit, you would rely upon every day. Next time you're at the gym and you want to say, hey, can I get a spot? <laughs> Think about, man, I got a spot. I got the ultimate spotter. Every, every time in my life, when I'm going through difficulty, when I'm going through trials, when I'm going through whatever temptations, Holy Spirit, you are the ultimate spot. Give me the power to persevere. Give me the power to to not quit. Give me the power to overcome this. Give me the power to soar on wings like eagles in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. God, we thank you for everybody here. I pray for our church. You would help us, Lord, to, to really trust you, to, Lord, be led by you. Empower us with your spirit. Help us to walk out these doors and not leave Jesus here. But Lord, let us walk in you outside this place. Help us to live for you. Help us to be your witnesses. Lord, help us to take you wherever we go. We know you are with us. Uh, Lord, I pray you would help us to trust you. And I pray for anybody going through struggles or trials and they're ready to quit, that you would empower them, Lord God, to not quit, to trust you, to soar with you, to know that you are with them, that you love them, that you've not given up on them, that this isn't over yet, God, that you are going to help them. God, we pray for a miracle touch on this church and that you would empower us, making a difference in this community. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen.